I'd like to begin this event by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which I am today, the Wurundjeri Willam people, one of the five tribes of the Kulin Nation, the traditional owners of this land. I would also like to pay my respects to Elders past, present and emerging and specifically acknowledge the important role of story in the history and the lives of the traditional owners of this land. Welcome. We have a wonderful short and sharp session planned for you and I hope you find the time enjoyable and motivating. This is the second event in our HILO series for 2022. HILO stands for High Impact Libraries Online and we aim to engage with tools, programs and ideas related to online library services or online tools. Um, we recognise that people may have resources they would like to share with the rest of the group. You may have suggestions for your own tools that you'd like to tell us about. And we have created a Padlet to support this sharing. The presenters are using this space to post extra resources they might refer to. And everyone is welcome to post resources or ideas to this space. Uh, the Padlet link was on all of your communications. And uh, I will make sure that I put the link in the chat, chat box later on as well. This event has been created as a webinar. So only the presenters will be on the screen and um, you, cannot, you cannot turn on your microphone or your video, um, but you can certainly communicate with us uh, via chat. So if you do have any questions, please pop them in the chat or if you'd like to say hello to everyone, please um, put that in the chat as well and uh, we'll answer any questions when we get to them. We are going to hear about a range of different tools from experienced and knowledgeable school library practitioners. And I'd first like to welcome Lynn Swannell to the screen. Lynn is a librarian at uh, Mount Eliza Secondary College. She, she is a member of SLAB's Committee of Management and the Cabina of the Peninsula Branch of SLAB. She's a very busy lady. And she's going to tell us just a very little bit about a rather cute little lettering system. Lynn, over to you. Thank you, Susan. Um, I'll just share my screen. This up here. Okay, so this is Instant Display. It's a UK site that I came across a few years ago, and I've been using it for um, a lot of um, resources and especially for displays. It's great because um, it allows you to select um, under different subject categories um, lettering sets, but it also has um, printable teaching resources, so posters um, under different categories. Um, you can see it's got Platinum Jubilee, obviously the UK website celebrating the Queen's Jubilee this year. So um, the lady that creates it keeps it up to date with things that are relevant um, to what's happening around, uh, around the sort of school areas and what they're celebrating. But I mainly use it for the lettering sets. Here you can see some of the other resources that you're able to download. These, all of their resources are downloadable as a Word document. So it will just come in as a Word file and then you select the parts of that Word file that you want to use. Um, you can see here there's um, some cool signs that you can create. Um, some imaginary world classroom um, with um, six signs to various um, places in the books that we all know. Um, there's also some author posters up there that um, you might like to download and have a look. But um, it's, it's such a huge site that there's no way I could do it justice in 10 minutes. So I'm going to leave you to explore it further and just show a few things. So you can see here I've downloaded the Atlantis sign. It's downloaded as the Word document and it's ready for me to resize to how I want to, to use it and in whatever format um, I want it to be. Um, I would then just download, put it into my own Word document and print that off, cut it, paste it into whatever it is I'm using to put up on a display board or however I want it um, to be used. Um, the lettering sets, this is just a small selection of the categories that they have. So you've got lettering and blanks or the bunting, but it also comes just as plain lettering and the various colours um, on the colour wheel. Um, you select obviously the category that you're looking for and then you can drill down in that. And there are hundreds of different lettering sets. So I've just a screenshot here of um, something. Um, it's got 
four different sets there, the gold awards background, um, the trophy background, a carnival theme, and the Day of the Dead theme. So it's, it's endless the possibilities on how you want to use them. You do get a selection of two different um, font styles and you will get an uppercase and a lowercase. Up to you to download each of those as an individual Word document file. So you might just use all capitals or you might just use all lowercase or you might want to mix them up depending on what your theme is or your display is going to be. You've also got the numbers there as well if you need them. It does also have um, an exclamation mark, usually a question mark um, as well. Um, so here you can see I've downloaded the file and this is what it comes out. So the alphabet A to Z will be there. Um, I tend to just download the file and select the letters that I need. So I've just highlighted um, that I've selected the B there and then I would just copy and paste that into my own document and perhaps create my own word and only print that word. You can then save the file that you've downloaded or just go back into the website and select whatever it is you need again. Um, this is just an example of some of the, the ways I've used it. So this one obviously, this was a, um, a Children's Book Council a few years ago um, theme, Find Your Treasure in the Library. Um, often with popular themes, especially like pirates, and you might get three or four choices of backgrounds. So this one suited what we were doing um, for this display here. This one, Love Your Library, again, a couple of different options with hearts and Love Your Library theme. Um, so we've just chosen um, Love Hearts to go on our background there. Um, that fits in again with what we were doing. This one we did just recently, I've only just taken it down actually. So Superheroes, another popular one where there's usually a couple of choices of backgrounds on superheroes. So again, just um, making them to the size that we wanted. So these um, were quite large, these letters. Um, just printed them off as an A3 document. Students love cutting them out, so it's great. Um, just cut them out and put them up on the board. Um, then these are ones that I actually shrunk. So um, again, um, selected the ones I want and I went with a kind of a bit of an animal theme with the year seven. So we've got A for angelfish, H for hedgehogs, that sort of thing. Printed them on an A4 sheet. Um, just added my little heading and there's our book bingo folder card. So each class has their own folder with their own little animal mascot theme, if you like. Um, and then just a poster. If you just want an A3 poster to stick on the wall above something or for something, then you can just create a poster using the letters, putting them all together on your um, piece of paper and printing that off. Um, obviously a book theme there with a house reading competition we did. Um, so that's it. That is my presentation. So I'll put the link um, and this presentation on the Padlet. I have already put a few of our display um, photos up there so you can see some of the lettering and, that I've used and how I've used it, but you're most welcome to contact me as well. Thank you. Thank you, Lynn. Fantastic. Looks like hours of fun there, I think. So if you can stop sharing your screen, that would be wonderful. Oh, I see. And Okay. That's the way. Fantastic. Okay. Thanks, Lynn. Okay, thank yes, you. That's wonderful. Now, that, that's great. Now, our next presentation is from Luke. Uh, Luke Guy is the Senior Library Officer at St Joseph's College in Geelong, and Luke's going to tell us about Bright Sign. Welcome, Luke. I think you might be, are you muted? Luke? Now we can hear you, Luke. Oh, no, now you're muted again. Oh, now I you're unmuted. Muted. Yep, sorry, <laughs> my fault. Okay. <laughs> can you see my screen? Oh, we can see us. Now we can see the PowerPoint. That's the one. Excellent. Good. Okay, sorry. Okay. All right. So, hi everyone. I'm Luke. I'm the Senior Library Officer at St. Joseph's College Geelong. Today I'm going to talk briefly about digital signage and how it can be used to help promote your library. In particular, I'm going to talk about the BrightSign Media Player, as this is the solution I'm familiar with. So what is digital signage? 
It is simply the dynamic display of video and images on a digital display for communication purposes, as is common today on our city streets and in businesses. We encounter signs like these nearly every day now. The advantages of digital signs are that they can be used to convey multiple messages on a single display in a single location. They are dynamic and can utilize elements in motion to grab the attention of viewers. The content on digital displays can also be quickly changed and updated more readily than traditional signage. How does it work? Well, there are many commercial digital signage solutions but the school library's requirements are on the smaller scale. All you need to get started is a display, e.g. a TV or a monitor, and a digital media player of some description to which you can upload media content to. Our school library was fortunate enough to have a BrightSign installed on a spare TV by our AV department. BrightSign is a brand of digital media player that allows you to easily deploy audio visual content to a display over your local network or to an SD card, which you can upload to the media player later. BrightSign, um, there are various models available with different features depending on your signage requirements. However, the entry level model that can display 1080p video content should suffice for most school libraries. Here I have a picture of the LS424 BrightSign player, which is the current entry level model capable of displaying content at 1080p 60 frames per second. Here is a photo I took of the display we have set up in our library. Um, this TV is mounted above our loans desk and promotes our various library services, new resources that are, that are available and any upcoming events we have, the library is running. It has proven to be a very effective tool in communicating to staff and students. I mentioned Bright Author earlier. It is the free software the BrightSign Media Players use to manage your presentations. This can be done remotely over your network, as I mentioned, or with an SD card. I will quickly run you through how I use this software. This is the Bright Also interface. I spend most of my time on the edit page where you can drag and drop content directly to the program. To do this, I normally just have all my slides and videos stored in a folder on my PC, and I am able to drag these directly into Bright Also from the file explorer in the order I want them to be displayed. Next, I move on to the Publish tab. And as you can see, we have a scheduling window that allows you to queue up what time you want different presentations to play. I only have one presentation playing, so here I have it set to non-stop on repeat. You can see here that the BrightSense player has been found over the network. It has its own IP address. I simply select a unit from the list and then click Publish, and the content will immediately start playing on the display. Um, I'll give you a few examples of the sorts of things we have on our own digital sign. Um, nearly all of these were made using Canva by my colleague Heather, who actually recently retired. Um, so big shoes to fill with someone with creative skills. Um, this is an advertisement of our digital replica of the Age newspaper. Um, here we have a promotion for a reading challenge. Um, as you can see, this one is actually animated. Um, Canva has animated content, and if you save it as a video, you can upload it to BrightSign the same way you would an image. Um, this one is to promote our lunchtime clubs. Again, it has a few animated um, elements to grab viewer attention. Uh, and finally, we have a suggested reading graphic for sports fiction. Um, this one has no animated elements, but tools like Canva have so many um, eye-catching graphics, fonts, and backgrounds that this works almost just as well. Um, so that's about it. Um, I hope that was somewhat helpful or informative. I talked a lot about BrightSign, but as I mentioned, there are other options available, some of which might be more cost effective depending on your requirements, such as Chrome OS devices or Amazon TV Fire Sticks. There are also various Android-based media players available. Um, these options might not have the same software support as um, BrightSign does. So, Another option would be to set up a PowerPoint presentation if you have a spare laptop you're willing to leave plugged in all day. Um, and that might be enough to get you started and maybe invest in a more permanent solution later on. Um, anyway, thank you for your time. Um, if you have any questions, please feel free to email me and I'm, I'll do my best to help out. Thank you. Thanks, Luke. That was fantastic. Really simple but very effective, isn't it? So. 
Uh, let's go to our next presenter, Monica Williams. Deary me. I'm not quite sure what to say about Monica Williams. She's the library manager at Star of the Sea College and she's SLAB's IT and systems support person um, who I drive crazy. <laughs> <laughs> And Monica's going to share with us uh, this afternoon a little bit about URL shorting, which it sounds short. amazing. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So um, today I just want to talk about um, URL shorteners um, and the use of what uh, use of them in your library. And basically, it's um, a way of shortening any URL for promotional material and you can collect data um, about how you share um, your URLs. For example, um, if you get FYI um, from the Slav in your cover sheet, sometimes we advertise um, a Slav P, um, PLs and there's like a bit.ly link there. So it's a great way of um, pasting a URL onto a printed document or a digital document and you can get tracking. So I've just shared my screen with the, um, with you all. It has the Padlet and I've color coded all my um, resources about uh, Bitly and tiny URL. So there's two sort of options I would recommend and I've sort of tried to put in some pros and cons of each um, platform because of the cost and the functionality, especially at the free um, tier. So I love Bitly, but recently with um, changes to structure, you've lost a lot of functionality at the free tier. So to get the most out of Bitly, I um, now would suggest people would um, subscribe to a paid version, but it is expensive at $30 a month. So you really want to be looking at maybe an alternative um, option like tinyurl, that's only $120 for the whole year to get um, the whole package unlocked. Um, Bitly's kind of moved more to your corporate world, so um, if you've got a lot of income coming in and, and marketing. So um, in the two blue here, I've sort of put in um, the pros and cons, explained what a URL shortener is, and the same with tinyurl. We've also, I've also put in um, some little bookmarks and some uh, like a series holder um, display that I have in our series holders and our shelves um, for the uh, Throne of Glass series where I put the bit.ly links and the bit.ly links as a QR code for students. So when they take the bookmark, they've got their series order and they can scan the QR code to look at our OPAC and see if the next book is available, make a reserve. So you can see how it is useful digitally, but also when you're making displays. Okay. Um, what I like about uh, the URL shorteners is um, you can customize, if you pay for it, you can customize the back end of a URL. So to make a link, you basically copy URL, create a link and paste it in there. And I've just got up, it's really probably hard for you to see, but um, each time you add a link, you can see that this particular link has been viewed 331 times. It gives you a status bar of when, um, what days, how many links you have, and you'll see what's called referrals. So if you put um, a shortened URL on a poster um, it, and someone types it into their web browser, it will be known as a, um, a direct link, but if you email it or put it on your LibGuide or your OPAC, it will give you the um, location of where you, um, where the person saw it. So for example, last year um, for Library Week, I made a um, bit.ly link called slash star libweek, uh, and I use Canva for all our posters, and I put the link there. So um, we posted on Instagram, um, we had libguides going through each day what we had and 
at least they um, students and staff could go and parents, because we also put in the newsletter, um, they could go and visit our website and I could see how many um, people had looked there. Um, same with if you're deploying um, software and you want to give someone a direct link, I've done that for um, the NAPLAN um, lockdown browser. So they're trying to give the poor Year 7's instructions of how to link to a particular um, URL. I put the direct um, URL into Bitly and sent the Bitly link out to the students and it was much easier for them. Um, even when we did a LibGuides masterclass a few years ago, we got 110 links, uh, views off a link of a presentation as well. So you'll get that from tiny URL as well. You can see that again, the um, NAPLAN, it's such a long file name. You just basically paste it in and you can make it whatever you want. So I made it um, tiny URL slash NAPLAN app. Um, that's kind of really it. It's more knowing um, when you're using social media, emails, just controlling how to, you know, uh, advertise where things are. Um, it gives that real professional look to go, I'm going to uh, put all my um, databases, for example, I've got like a star e-library e link so I can easily update anything to do with my e-library pages into that so it just makes it a bit easier so you can put on a website and transfer that into print collections or um, other promotional materials so um, I love data um, it's a good way of tracking where who your audience is where they're coming from it gives geographical uh, data as well so um, at the moment I those links are only being seen in Australia, but if we, for example, at Slav, um, we have we use Bitly as well sometimes for our um, Facebook and Instagram posts. Um, we could say for the book club, we could make a short URL to our book club post, and then we can see who's looking at it. Or and it's easy for you guys to reshare to others as well, so you don't want to keep sending the long URL. Um, my, I can put my um, email in the chat for everyone to see if you have any questions, but um, I think it really complements um, a lot of the other tools that everyone has spoken about today in the sense of digital signage and Canva, etc. So that's me. <laughs> Thank you, Monica. It's, uh, we all love data, don't we? We and do. We all, we do. And we all need data. We need statistics. We need to know what's going on and where it's worth putting our efforts and our time and, right. uh, and what's working. So that's uh, fantastic. Thank you very much. Okay. And now we are over to Rebecca and Caitlin. Rebecca Nettleton and Caitlin Woods. Uh, Rebecca is a teacher librarian and Caitlin a library technician at Mata Christi College. And they are both, these both wonderful people, are going to talk to us about Canva. Welcome to both of you. Amazing. Thank you, Susan. Thank you, Susan. I'm going to share our <coughs> screen. And just to confirm, we're presenting the correct screen. Really amazing. Okay. Thank you for that introduction, uh, Susan. So this is Caitlin and my first presentation, so we're actually feeling a little bit nervous. Um, but as Susan said, uh, I'm the teacher librarian, Rebecca, and this is Caitlin. She is the library technician at, I'm sorry, Susan, but it's Marta Christie College, not, not Marta Christie. Um, but I will give you a little bit of a background of our school. But first, I would like to start off with a welcome to country. Uh, so as representatives of Marta Christie College, we respectfully acknowledge that our place of learning sits upon the lands of the Wurundjeri people. We honour the past, present and emerging leaders of all First Nations whose lands were never ceded and commit to ongoing efforts towards reconciliation. So just a little bit 
about Mater Christi College. We are a Catholic girls secondary school up in the Dandenong Ranges in beautiful Belgrade. We have three library staff, um, Caitlin, myself, and also the head of Learning Commons as well. And we cater to about 700 students. Um, our hashtag is more than a library. And I know that I will be preaching to the converted, but we do call it a Learning Commons because we do offer so much more than borrowing services um, and also book recommendations, as we hope you'll see through this presentation. Now, you'll probably notice there's not a lot of consistency in uh, the visuals of this presentation, and that is because we have used uh, templates in Canva because we want to show you some of the versatility that this tool um, offers and make it a bit more engaging. So I'll hand over yep. to Caitlin now. <laughs> so um, Canva basically is a, it's a really easy graphic design um, web-based program. Um, it's for people who have no design background, no knowledge at all, um, there's really low time investment when you've got um, a rotating display every week or two. Um, it can be really hard to keep up with everything. We use it on screens, we make posters and bookmarks. So it allows us to just get that all out really quickly. Um, and it's free to sign up. It's also free for educators. So we get all the, um, the pro features for nothing. Um, being in schools, which is really, um, it makes a huge difference mm -hmm. um, to the flexibility and things like the downloading, the formats that you can download too. Amazing. So why we are here today, we do consider ourselves to be some uh, Canva experts, I guess. Um, we started off with advertising uh, Canva in library marketing. Um, so we started using Canva to promote things like uh, books and displays and all that, that type of things. Because Canva is such a visual tool, we started to be approached by people uh, within marketing to, to cr essentially create content for them. So we did become a bit um, of the graphic design gurus at the school. As a consequence of that, we do collaborate quite extensively with other domains and do design work for humanities, health. Uh, we've done International Women's Day recently and also Careers Week. So we're constantly being approached to create content with other domains. Um, we also teach Canva within the classroom as well. So uh, we have taught VCAL students how to market as part of their major project in event management. We've also been approached by teachers to support students in class to use this tool. Um, we're promoting to staff all of the time and we are well known for our attractive marketing skills and our aesthetic flair. Uh, but to let you in on a little secret, we don't actually have much flair. Canva does all the work for us. So um, we're sharing the true power with you, but not our colleagues at the school. <laughs> um, so uh, we weren't kidding. We, we use Canva for everything. So I've highlighted some areas um, in our learning commons at the moment. We've got our presentation um, going up on the screen on the left. Uh, next to that is the matching poster. Um, we also genreified our collection in 2018. So we used Canva to design posters that showed all of our genres and each Genre has its own A5 poster um, that shows the, the genre sticker enlarged and also some um, keywords for that genre, you know, dystopian and sci-fi, some, um, yeah, just bring some colour to the shelves. Um, and we also use it on our um, OPAC and our LibGuide. We make banners that go with all of our displays. Um, I've made little link buttons. We've got to you know, email the Learning Commons um, and that is hyperlinked to an email address. Um, yeah, absolutely everywhere. Not pictured are things like bookmarks, um, every other event going on in the school that uses Canva, which we've got all over the other side. Our Makerspace bunting is all from Canva. Um, yeah, absolutely everywhere. And our next two slides, are, we, we will show you some examples of how we have used it as well. Amazing. So this one, here, uh, can they see the cursor? Anyway, look at the Miss Nettleton Recommends talking tab. So we do like Miss Nettleton Recommends or Miss Wood Recommends, um, Mrs. Isma Recommends, and we put that on top of the book. So it's a signpost to students that this book is recommended by library staff. So even though students do come up and ask for book recommendations, some of um, the more timid students uh, might want a recommendation but don't feel comfortable speaking to us. So, and we found that it's a really great talking point as well. Um, with the students. Behind that, we've got like this upside down book. Um, what that was, we created little mini books in book club. So we had to fiddle around with 
the dimensions and students would print off books that they have read throughout the year. We should have bought the jar because it's starting to get quite full now um, of little books that they have read throughout the year and that is, a, is very cute. Um, the one in the middle that says by the end of this module, this was, I was approached by the year 17 to help uh, the year 7s become familiar with using uh, Canvas. Um, so through through teaching Canvas, I used Canva um, and I used Loom to um, to kind of talk through students to show how to use it. But from my understanding, Canva now does a, a screen casting yeah, yep, now. Yeah, yeah. You can um, capture and, and record to go along with your presentation. Yeah, it's amazing. And then the bottom one with the Alfred Hitchcock, that's just an example of a library banner. So we put those on the top of our LibGuide just to break up some of the, the text-based um, information that, that LibGuides are known for and that just adds a really nice visual element. Um, at the top on the left we've got some uh, button badges that I saw I have a template that I use in Canva and I basically just um, duplicate that and I um, you know add a, a custom design for whatever event is going on. We use them in Makerspace. I can provide the kids with a blank template or um, I also can design them and we pre-make them to hand out. So we made those for Knowledge Week, uh, which was last year, most recently. Yeah, yeah, we got to do it last year. Um, and our theme was Adventures in Time and Space. So obviously we had to have a dinosaur. Um, we also have down the bottom left, um, we've got some banners that we use in Canvas, which is our learning management system. So it adds some color um, to the announcement function. Um, it also, it'll link into other places. That link went to the State Library. The STEM cart goes to our Canvas course page. Um, it just is a bit more attention grabbing than having a word wall that the kids log into and see. Um, and on the right hand side, we've got some bookmarks that we designed for the English teachers. They go out for every text that's taught in the school. They're all um, customized for that text. They've got themes, um, they have a back and a front, um, so you can see the one on the left there is a, um, is a critical perspective timeline in literature and that's the back of the generic literature bookmark. And that really gives us a great opportunity to work with the English domain and promote um, our services. Oh, and in the middle, the oh, giant the moving one, yep, <laughs> is, is my pride and joy. I did make a screensaver for our um, 3D printing station Mac. Um, Monterey, the new Apple operating system, have blocked uh, custom screensavers, but it was very exciting and colourful when it was up. Um, so yeah, that was, that was tons of fun and it promoted our makerspace and our services. Uh, so just a few more examples. So obviously COVID is going to come up. Uh, during uh, COVID, we needed to promote the services uh, that we could. So um, the first page, it's just a selection of material that they could access through Sora. So obviously they would go into the QR code and once they went onto the QR code, they could browse Sora for the titles. Um, the next one, Marta Reads, that was a newsletter that we pushed out during COVID as well. So what are you reading during ISO? Uh, what are you reading during COVID? So students would come back with the book that they were reading, they'd give us a little review and then we collated that into a newsletter through Canva again um, and that was just a really nice visual element. The last one uh, was that's the second page of a reading challenge booklet that we do in year eight. Um, and then the bottom one, which is a goose chase, um, that's just a little promotional activity that we did in, in the Learning Commons and bit of a bit of a little goose chase. Um, yeah, so we've got all of our like really fun stuff and our engaging stuff. We also used it last year for the um, Learning Commons annual report. Um, it allowed us to be really flexible with our page layout and it made it, I think, very engaging. Um, it, it has a graph functionality as well in Canva. Um, so we were able, able to add in all of our borrowing trends and our data. We had um, statistics from our Year 7 reading challenge um, and I think it, the result was really nice and, and engaging, which is important, especially when we're talking about advocacy. Um, so yeah, it's a, again, literally everything we've used Canva for, it's um, yeah, everywhere. So um, it, it basically, it gives you the possibility to create documents in any size and format um, you like. Everything is sort of pre-made, you can also add your custom sizes if you, you know, got something freaky that you want to do. Um, but just a couple of the things that you can do, posters, presentations, infographic, wallpapers, um, any 
social media tile or post that you could think of posting ever is available. Um, I use Instagram or Facebook um, formats to post to our LibGuides and our catalogue landing page. Um, flyers we've used as well to hand out to parents on tours or um, some new students or new staff when we make little welcome bags, flashcards. Um, I often use custom sizes if I'm doing something like a sticker template. Um, like I said, with the new staff, they get um, a welcome bag and I'll make a sticker with their name on it. Um, so there's lots of very cute things you can do. You can also export to pretty much every format you could need. So um, your classic PDF, PNG, JPEG, also most recently GIF and MP4 were added. Um, we use MP4 for our presentations on our um, TV screens. Um, and, and we've just got another picture of Book Bingo here, which we ran during term four last year, which was very popular and all done through Canva. Um, so I just go in and edit that anytime it needs to be updated. The published in 2021 will be updated this year when we run it. So very flexible. I think it's important to note as well that you do need the education um, account to be able to save to different file types. It does lock it down quite considerably if you don't have the educator version. So, And there's no reason that we shouldn't have the educator version. We're all entitled to it. Um, but for now, we're just going to talk about some of the must-have tips um, that, that we think would be beneficial if you haven't used Canva before. Or if, if you have used Canva, hopefully you get something out from this as well. Okay, so the number one thing is using templates. Every single slide that you have seen so far, um, it, we didn't create it, it was Canva that did it for us. Um, so we're trying to show you all the possibilities. Templates are searchable. There are hundreds, if not thousands of pre-made designs and you can search for templates as well. So whether that be looking for something professional, that could be your keyword, or looking for recipe, looking for checklist. Um, you could look for fun, education, scrapbook. It's, it's very forgiving. It's going to give you something that you can use. Um, it is a launching pad for creativity. You can modify it as much or as little as you want. So actually some of the templates that we have used, we haven't been happy with the font. So we've changed the font or we've omitted an image or we've added an image. So um, it is a very forgiving tool. Um, and we haven't used any transitions in this either, have we? No. Canva has done everything for us and we just made slight little tweaks here and there just to show you how easy this tool is and, and how easy it is to make something that's really visually um, beautiful. Um, these are our Canva 101 tips. Um, when you're actually in your design. Um, my big lesson that I had to learn was naming my designs so that I can find them later. Um, I often repeat them every year or you know every couple of years. So um, it really helps when I'm looking for my Anzac display to bring up or update that I can just search for Anzac poster. Um, I'll have maybe five different designs um, five matching designs, each in different formats that I'll work through and edit. Um, so making sure that they are named appropriately was really important and a very interesting learning curve. Um, using the suggested colour palette or searching for one. So um, another newer feature that Canva, Canva has brought in is that it will, um, if you search for, like I did on here, autumn, it will bring you bring up some autumnal colours and they are all complementary. They match um, lovely autumn fields and autumn reflections. Yeah, I actually didn't know this feature until last year when um, I'd, I'd given something for Caitlin to, to give me feedback on and she looked at the colour and she's like, I hate it. Um, so she showed me this colour palette thing and it, it became much nicer, much quicker. So thank you, Caitlin. Welcome. Um, it will also pick out the colours in your photos. If you've um, if you've taken a, a photo of your library and you want to put it in there, it'll say, oh, you've got this lovely orange there, and it can match your text to um, a colour that it finds in the picture. There's also an eyedropper tool. Um, if it's sometimes it tries, but it doesn't always get it right when it's matching the colours, so you can just eyedrop over that pixel, and it will copy the colour. Um, which is it's a super good feature. I enjoy it. Um, I enjoy the consistency and having like quite a nice colour palette. So um, you do love your colour palette. <laughs> <laughs> um, using the guidelines as well. So they've expanded on this heaps in recent years. It used to be you'd have a centre line in the page um, vertically and horizontally. Uh, it's now even more advanced. You can see uh, 
consistency in your um, text box formatting as well. So, okay, there's a, you know, a 30 pixel gap between that one and that one. So when you add the new one, it'll match the exact distance. It'll say your headings here. Um, you might want this one to move down here. It's just a suggestion, but I like everything to be nice and aligned. Um, and it really does help having that, um, that feature and paying attention to it. Um, and duplicating pages as well. Um, there are the little example buttons down there. Um, it definitely cuts down on the work. Sometimes I will have um, a design that I've worked on that maybe I want to keep the original. I like to use that as a reference, but I do want to revamp it or experiment um, with a different design, either in the document or um, as a as a whole new project. Um, that often comes in handy if they, um, well, when I was doing my original templates with things like uh, LibGuide, um, and I would have my Instagram banner, maybe I liked that general layout, and I've just copied that project and then done a very another very basic um, LibGuide display to hold until the next big um, event that we were having. Um, excellent. So the content planner. Uh, this is another really new feature from Canva. It is a calendar function, so you can schedule all of your displays. I've got a couple up there at the moment, including my little um, high-low presentation. <laughs> um, we, I don't necessarily use it to its full capabilities at the moment. Um, it allows you to send out Instagram and Facebook um, designs automatically, which is very cool if you have your own um, library Twitter page or Instagram page. Um, I just use it to keep track of my designs, especially like I'm talking about a lot of annual repetition. Um, I can see that, okay, so here are all of my um, five designs for Anzac Day coming up and I know where they all are and I can either update them or print them, whatever I need to do with them accordingly. Um, it helps with a little bit of that organization. It also um, will suggest displays. So if you're kind of stuck, uh, we recently, well, we've got uh, National Hamburger Day coming up um, and it'll suggest designs for you based on that. So if you need to fill a display, um, it's really easy to just go in there and say, okay, what's something fun that's coming up? Amazing. So obviously we've spoken a lot about how much we love Canva. It would probably be a bit disingenuous if we didn't talk about some of the negatives that we have uh, come across with the tool. So it does work best on laptops and it's not great with iPads. So our one-to-one -one program in Year 7 and 8 is, um, is iPads. So when we are teaching students on how to design uh, something, we tend to stay away from Canva because it's not forgiving, it's clunky. Um, but you know, come Year 9, 10, 11, 12, we, we do use that with the, with the students. Um, it also works best with Google Chrome, as most things do. Uh, we're a MacBook school, so uh, we tend to stay away from Safari when we're using Canva because it does things like time out, it crashes, uh, things don't add properly, um, all those type of little technical things are just quite frustrating. Um, it's also a web-based application, so you do obviously need an internet connection uh, to, to use it um, and if you need to make any changes or additions you do need to go back onto Canva then if you, if you wanted to download something you can download that but if you notice that you needed to make a change you have to go back on the application and re-down so just little things like that um, and also sometimes your vision can exceed uh, the capacity it's never exceeded my vision um, but Caitlin <laughs> She's a bit of a visionary, um, so she has done things like gone over to Adobe Illustrator when Canva hasn't fulfilled her vision. But um, it was to, brutal, and yeah, I yeah, she just back. she just came calling back to Canva. <laughs> um, but yeah, just just to know those things. So it's a great tool, but of course there are um, a few limitations that you'll come across as well. Um, okay, yeah. So I guess to to summarise, um, it's. Again, graphic design for people who, who don't have any background graphic designing. Like I said, I came back from Illustrator. I was like, oh, I can handle this. I'm, I'm so good learned so much. <laughs> yeah, I know. Wow, I'm a whiz. Um, but no, that was it was really hard. So I just came back into Canva um, and I was just I just dealt with it. Um, we have been using the program for a really long time. Um, and those limitations 
don't happen as often anymore now that it's really expanded um, and we have evolved with it. Um, so we've seen a lot of things be introduced. Um, it it, it takes some practice. So um, sometimes I'll have multiple uh, pages of a, the similar or same design um, that I'm working on just to sort of get my ideas out there or you know experiment with just different color palettes and seeing what is available because now especially there are so many elements that you can add or work with. Um, it can be a little bit overwhelming so just familiarizing yourself really helps. Um, and we've added some more tips to the Padlet. So we've got things like keyboard shortcuts, which make you feel very, very fancy, very snazzy. Um, I like, you know, sending everything to the back with my bracket key or like grouping everything together. Um, just, it makes me feel like I'm a graphic designer, even though I'm terrified of Illustrator. So. So that pretty much concludes our presentation on Canva. I think we do have time for questions, which is great. But um, if you have any questions later on down the track, you can obviously contact um, us on these emails here. So we've got Caitlin's email, my email, and obviously the um, generic email of the Learning Commons, which we, we both uh, monitor. So thank you so much. This, is, this has been our first presentation, and I hope you've enjoyed it. <laughs> It was absolutely fantastic and you are now officially known as the Canva Queens. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> now there were a couple of questions and they were quite early on so you may not even remember what they were about but they're in the chat. I didn't want to stop you. So someone asked, uh, Kim asked the button images, are, are they for making uh, buttons or badges? Button badges. I assume is what, yeah. yeah, okay, so that's yeah. what she would have thought. Excellent. And Joanna wanted to ask, do you print those English text bookmarks in the school or get them professionally printed? Yes, they are. They are all printed on site and they are cut in site. I, on fancy on site, paper? On my fancy paper, yeah. yeah. I am looking into getting them um, professionally printed. It's, um, it's a lot of work and since we have all the templates, that would be great. But yeah, at the moment, um, I guess the only struggle is, is lining them up. I can can put them in Canva and then lining up the document when I print it. Um, sometimes that takes a bit of fiddling, but um, yeah. There's also the issue that by outsourcing, because um, teachers usually don't give us a lot of time, a lot of notice, so outsourcing does have its problems, but um, we do have some very uh, reliable book club members that we're actually thinking about um, asking to, to help create bookmarks, which is essentially yep. just cut them out for us, please. <laughs> <laughs> We, we get ours professionally printed, so we've done both. So I've set up in InDesign the layout and taught my teacher and librarians how to export from Canva, put in the layout, and that gets sent out to the um, printer. So again, not too much overhead from that. And they can pull in things from their classes and print them out that way. So they've made um, like little cards what they're reading. So within like a period, at the end of a week, every class have had a, their own bookmarks of what they're reading sort of thing. So yeah, it takes down a lot of that headache. But yeah, you can pull the templates that way. And shared um, with, if you get the education license, you can, um, you don't have to worry about copyright in the sense they can be all used everywhere. So it's great for information literacy. And you can, um, in wide reading or other classes, you can link to a Google Classroom or Can um, Canvas as well, because you've got your own classroom there. So students can, you can make um, library activities as well and templates. So if you've got the template, they can do their assignments as well. So there's a bit of advocacy there. Nice. Uh, we might get in touch with you about some more of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So yeah, we're going to that bit where we do some ourselves, but also get some printed and we've got the yeah, out, yep. four out. So it's really good that all the skills that the team can all weigh up, use Canva and then the product gets yeah, finalised, which is great. And uh, Mon, can you mention the bit that you put in the chat? I like what you said there about uh, the school colours. Oh, yeah, so there's a branding feature. So you've got this, um, the colour themes, but there's a brand. So say for Slav, we've, in our Canva, we've put all our um, colour schemes and logos. You can upload the logo so Susan can go and create banners for Slav with the right colours, with the right fonts as well. And you've got that consistent look as well. Um, and you can just apply that. So in your colour swatches, it will have your brand, it will have your school uh, school colours, 
and the logos, and then it will pick that up. So you're never having to hunt for school colours ever again. Or like yeah, one school, and it's a dark navy, and it looks like black, <laughs> but it is navy. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, we haven't used that feature extensively, but um, yeah, it's it's good to it's mention those, that it's, it's there. It's those key elements that you're going to be pulling in mm -hmm. all the time, and then you can yeah. have the consistency know it's the right asset. Yep. Okay. Um, there's a lot of love in the chat for Canva. Um, a lot of love going on. I can't see any more questions. So if anyone has any more questions, please do pop them there because we've got a couple of minutes. If anyone wants to say anything, would I think all of the speakers mentioned what they've put onto the Padlet. Is there anything else that anyone wants to share about what they've put on the Padlet? Um, or we're all happy? Oh, we've got people that have never used Canva before that are now going to. Oh, how exciting. Um, I'll and one of you shouldn't have used me as an example because I'm hopeless. Sorry, who was that, Luke? Oh, that was me. I'll, I'll make sure I upload my presentation to the Padlet now so it's there for everyone if they want to look at it. Um, yeah, and everyone feel free to email me as well if you need help with anything. Um, yeah, I put, like I said, I put prices on for tinyurl and bit.ly. I do suggest now because of the changes in bit.ly to investigate um, tinyurl. It's fantastic. It, like I said, it's $120. You know, think of it as yeah, um, investment on being able to brand it all for your school and secure and privacy um, with the data and you get like maps and lots of um, graphs ready to do your reporting at the end of the year and then hey take those those statistics and put them in Canva and do your you know your your reports etc so um, I really like it and uh, Oh dear, your your excitement, Monica, is yeah. just wonderful. Your excitement oh, at all it ties it all together. It ties it all together. So, know your audience. It just really oh, helps. Oh, she just loves audience. data. Oh, that's right. <laughs> all right. Well, look, I think I think what we're going to do is I can't see any more questions. There's, as I say, a lot of love and a lot of thank yous, and everyone seems very excited to go away and try all of these things. So I think we're going to let everybody go early. Isn't that always a wonderful thing? Um, a few minutes, why not? So we're going to officially wrap everything up. So I'd like to thank our fantastic presenters. You are all wonderful, and I think everyone's gone away with some great ideas and some insider knowledge. Um, and I think that's the most important thing, isn't it? If we can share and help each other and make it that little bit easier for people to have access to a tool, um, they, they're already halfway there by what you've shared with them. So that's fantastic. Um, I'll be in touch uh, with everybody with the recording um, and a reminder about the resources for today, a, uh, a link to a survey for feedback. Um, we'll also be putting this um, up on our podcast channel. Um, which is a bit difficult without the vision, but still, if people want to listen, they can. Um, so it'll go up on the podcast channel for any, everybody. Um, so thank you, everybody, for being here. I hope you found today's session helpful and supportive. Uh, have a wonderful evening. Bye, everyone.